afternoon, everybody. This is the Reverend Blake Ruby from San Antonio. How are you all doing today? Well, I hope. It is a hot day here in San Antonio, as usual. Lately, it's been that way, and it looks like it'll be that way going into the future for quite a few days. 100 degrees plus, a string of days here, and, well, it's just a thing, you know. I don't complain about the weather. How about you? Do you complain about the weather? I don't see any point in it, you know. If you're not happy where you are, you could always move someplace else, right? Today I'm going to read from a couple of different books and talk about spirituality. And that's all there is really for me. I'm almost 69 years old and I'm still learning new things. One really good resource for information, because you never know about tomorrow being here, you know, it's not guaranteed for any of us, right? Is the is YouTube, the videos on YouTube pertaining to near-death experiences. And there are so many incredible experiences out there. I didn't realize that now it seems like they're, they've got these different people who are putting together some really good videos on people who have died and come back to life and what they experience. It is this uh, a fountain, I'm trying to think of the right word, an excellent source of information for spirituality. And that's what it's all about, my friends, spirituality. Learning here on Earth, that's why we're here. Yesterday I saw about four or five videos, and one of them was this one man who said he went to hell. And he was in a lake of fire. And he got released from there eventually. But he said it was a terrible experience. And there were other people there burning in this lake of fire. It was just like a regular lake. Just think of a, a lake that you go to swim in or fish. Maybe pretty large, you know, a few miles wide, several miles long. He said it was a lake of fire like lava, because that's what it is, really. God's jail, otherwise known as hell, is in the center of the earth. And I think there is, like, huge areas, cavernous areas down there with lava, you know, because the earth's center is an iron, molten iron core. And he said there was many people there who were burning in this lava, screaming, trying everything they could to get out of there, but were unable to. They were kind of frozen in place, apparently. And so this man, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to take a drink of water. He was kind of changed, you could tell. But he was kind of ranting about the Bible and the need to stay on track. Very traditional Bible beliefs, you know, I don't believe what he said, some of it. And one of the things he said was that that damnation being put into hell, burning in a lake of fire with demons all around, I believe that, but he said that he was blessed in as much as he was freed 
And then they felt obligated to tell about his experience and telling people, don't get put to hell into hell because if you burn in the lake of fire, then you'll be there for eternity. Well, what about you, my friend? I couldn't say anything because, you know, it's a video and you didn't hear me. But if he was freed, why couldn't others be freed too? So therefore, there is no eternal damnation in hell. Does that make sense? He was freed. He experienced that himself for the sins that he did on earth, you know, and he was talking about Jesus died for our sins. Well, I think the main thing, personally speaking, what I get from Jesus coming here to earth and dying on the cross is he came back to life. I don't know about the sins, you know. If you, it's because if you believe that Jesus died for his sins, and then you've got a, a free pass to commit further sins down the road. No, you can't do that. What you really should do, what I do, what anyone should do, I believe, is repent daily. You have a relationship with the creator of your soul and your spirit. You don't need an intermediary. Jesus is just another soul like yourself, very advanced soul, who is more like a brother than a father going through his own soul's journey on his way to becoming a co-creator God in the Most Highest. And that's what advanced souls do. They volunteer for these missions to come to different, all these different planets around the universe in different stages of evolution. And they help them. That's what it's all about. You know, we're under the guardianship of some extraterrestrials in the Milky Way galaxy who live on a planet that is one of the most technologically and spiritually developed in the Milky Way galaxy, not to mention all the other galaxies, you know. And the, the universe is teeming with life. Teeming, absolutely. You know, from the very beginning, when the universe began forming itself, one solar system after a time, another, you know, and one galaxy after another. But going back to Jesus, he died on the cross and he came back to life. We were singing a song at church the other day. Uh, stayed there Friday night. Stayed there Saturday night. But early Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, he rose. He rose. Well, how do you know that he wasn't actually risen or that he rose Friday night? No one, just because the stone wasn't rolled away doesn't mean that he didn't leave the tomb on Friday night. He said it was going to be risen in three days. I think they rolled the stone away after three days, but he was gone right after they sealed that tomb, my friend, in my opinion. He didn't stay there. Why would he have stayed there three days when he didn't have to? No one could verify that, that he stayed there three days, because they didn't look inside the tomb after one day or two days, right? That makes sense? Logic will set us free, my friend. It's the truth. It's because he said that he's going to stay there three days, three days, doesn't mean he did. He was beamed out of there on board the spaceship and brought back to life by the people of that planet I was telling you about. I'm going to take another drink of water. And just like an avatar, they can create bodies, human bodies, which is a very complicated process. And in the end, after they've created a body, the astral body of the individual who 
volunteered in this case, volunteered to come to work to help to save the world, right? Because ever since that happened, over the centuries, we are where we are today, thanks to what Jesus did, saving us, if you will, because things were pretty bad back then when he showed up, you know. They had Moses' law, you know, and everything that happened to Moses, which also was aided or helped by these extraterrestrials from the planet Thiauba, T-H-I-A-O-U-B-A, in our Milky Way galaxy. And these are extremely, extremely intelligent extraterrestrials, you know, who live on a planet of a higher category of evolution. Planet Earth, in case you didn't hear me say this before, is a category one on the scale of one to nine. Now, I'm not saying anything bad about the beauty of our planet or just how wonderful it is. Indeed, that song by Louis Armstrong is correct in every aspect. What a wonderful world. I see skies of blue, clouds of white. I see trees of green, red roses. I see them bloom for me and you, all the different life. You know, over a million types of insects. Over 30,000 types of fish in the ocean seas, rivers, and lakes. Over 10,000 types of birds, over 10,000 types of reptiles. 9,000 types of amphibians. There's a bird, a couple of birds just flew in my backyard. Well, one did. One flew over. 5,000 types of mammals, all that life. Didn't happen by accident. If it did happen by accident, logically it could happen by accident anywhere in the universe, right? Logically. Accident here. Happened by accident there. And you know there's other planets out there. Is anybody doesn't think there's other planets around the universe, like millions of them, billions of them? Raise your hand. Well, sooner or later, you will know that there are, because they're discovering them all the time with the James Webb Space Telescope, the Kepler Space Telescope. Scientists and astronomers right now, very, very extremely intelligent people are finding new planets all the time and new solar systems, too. And as I was going, going back to what I was saying before, as I mentioned, when you get back to heaven or the spirit realms, and this I saw in another video yesterday, which I already knew. When you get to heaven, you know, you can go down the tunnel to a place. And there's like a reception center where this guy said he died in surgery. And he was taken on a tour of heaven, going through all these different buildings, beautiful buildings, kind of like Greek architecture with huge columns made out of marble beautiful buildings, some rooms would, like filled with books in the library, you know, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of books, others where you can go in and look into the ceiling and, and have a life review of your life on earth, like different videos all throughout the ceiling, different times in your life when you were interacting with people and how your interaction went, was it good, was it bad? How did that person feel when you interacted with them? And how did you, so it's like a three-way perspective. You, you see it from perspective. The person say you got into a fight with a young boy at age maybe 10 years old, and you punched him in the face, and you felt his pain. You know, that's the kind of experience. You felt the pain of the individual. You Maybe you said something that hurt them, you know, used some words, swore at them or whatever. You felt that pain. And then you also saw from the perspective of yourself back then, who you were, 
from your own standpoint, and then from the perspective of looking at what was happening from your present time. In other words, you know what I mean. So your life review, we all get a life review. That's why, you know, logically then, everything that happens in our lives now is being recorded, right? Because everything is played back afterwards. I guarantee you, that's the truth, 100%, total truth. When you get to heaven, you'll find out. We will. That is the truth. We're going to have a life review. And you're going to judge yourself on how well you did. There will be other people there, maybe the mother and father God, maybe Jesus, maybe whoever you you worship here on earth, you know, and it might be deceased relatives or friends. They're all going to be there, I think. Uh, maybe not always, but it can be a pretty personal time, too, when you look at maybe some of the stuff that you did, some of the what I would call sins, you know, in your life. But if you repented for them, and sincerely from your heart, you know, meant that you meant what you said and then didn't do it again, you know what I mean? Then you are forgiven. But above all else, from what I'm told from my research, from my studies, it is all up to you whether or not you forgive yourself, you know. And we see that here on earth. Some people aren't going to forgive you. You know, it's all about forgiveness. And so the main thing is we have to forgive ourselves for our mistakes. And then knowing that we are forgiven by our mother and father God or the creator of the universe or Jesus, if you pray to Jesus, or Buddha or Vishnu or whomever, whomever you believe in, and you're entitled to your beliefs, you know, then you are forgiven. And so then you just move on, drive on with your life and try not to make the same mistake again. Oh, my God, these videos are just incredible. And then there's another room that that man went to. Like I was saying, you know, a lot of people go through tunnels. They come to these, um, not always into these orientation centers. Maybe I don't know for sure because my knowledge is not complete in that area. But what he was talking about in the video, there was these kind of like doorways where the tunnels would come into, and then the person like this one old man who um, was 90-some years old died of a heart attack. And he comes walking through this doorway from the tunnel into the building, walked up to this table where there was a spirit there. I don't know if it might have been an angel or some elder or some person with a the job of receiving people from their lives they just lived, you know. And he said, while well, he was watching the man there, talking with the woman who was orienting him in coming back to heaven, you know, which is just like a remembering because that's where we came from, you know, before we were born on earth. He said right in front of his eyes, the guy turned from an old man, 90-some years old, into an age 30 mold human being right in front of his eyes. And that's what I'd heard before. And that was consistent with also the research and the studies that I'd done. Now, when we get to heaven or the spirit realm, if you will, you know, where we're pure spirits, then you turn to what they call an age 30 mold, which is like when you're young, you know, and you're youthful, 
if you had glasses, when you lived on Earth, you don't have glasses anymore. If you had bad teeth, I, I'm losing some of my teeth because I'm getting old. My parents were English, you know. I think my mother smoked when she was pregnant with me. But, you know, it's all good. That's the truth. And I deal with it, you know. It's like happy feet. You know, the egg rolled out from underneath the father and was exposed to the cold for a little while. And so as a result, he didn't grow to his full potential, if you know what I mean. Same kind of thing. And so, you know, you have perfect teeth then. Instead of you have bad teeth and, and you can see and perfectly and hear perfectly. There's no hearing aids in heaven. And you're filled with joy and happiness. Why? Uh, everyone's so happy. Because you, you don't have any bodily functions to worry about. You know, don't have to go to the bathroom constantly. You don't have to... Worry about money. You don't have to sleep. You know, it's a pretty cool atmosphere, pretty cool environment there. So anyway, in that building, also, I was mentioning about the life reviews up in the ceiling, I think around the walls. And then there was another room where people could go, and it was a huge, kind of like in a movie theater. And you'd be showing all these different planets in the universe where you could be born again into different lives that you could live, you know, different scenarios that would be consistent with what you need for your soul's evolution, your spiritual development, and choose, you could choose all the different facets of your life like you did here for coming to Earth, you know, all of us. I guarantee you, I tell you the truth. Each and every one of us, before we were born on earth, chose our lives, different, the different aspects of our lives, even accidents that would happen, things that, that everything that went on in our lives, we, we previewed it. And we had a mission to complete. And that's why, you know, I saw in another video, she was constantly being reminded, you have to go back. Okay, you died, but you have to go back because you have to complete your mission. We all have missions to complete, and we complete our missions when we reach that point when everything has been done. And at that time, you don't need to be live to be a hundred years old. You can be taken back to the spirit realms, to that place where you existed before you were born. And once you do complete your mission, and here's check this out. Here's this. You are very, the people who complete their missions are highly esteemed in heaven and congratulated because it's a very, very hard thing to do, my friend. So how do you know what your mission is? It's hard to because we were made to forget when we were born into this world because this particular planet, as I was mentioning, is a category one on a scale of one to nine, which means, you know, it's the lowest on the evolutionary scale. That's why we like much war in our past, you know, war all the time throughout the century, still going on today, right? War, killing, for no good reason, right? There's no good reason to kill somebody. How would you like to be killed? No, I don't want to be killed. Because then automatically you find yourself in the spirit realm, you know, heaven, hopefully. And heaven is the sun. The sun is the matrix of the solar system. Yes, there are other suns out there. And you have other sentient beings that are indigenous to their own solar systems and their own planets. 
for that particular solar system, which has its own sun. So even a human being, which is, you know, there's thousands and thousands of different types of sentient beings out there, and even a human being could be born on another sun in another, maybe not, in another galaxy, you know? So that's where we turn to. Now there are different things that can happen if you die, if you're not sufficiently developed spiritually, like traveling down beneath the surface of the earth to God's jail, hell, which is a bad place for, if you will, rehabilitation, because every child of God deserves a second chance, right? Because God, the mother and father God, are forgiving, unlike you or some people. I'm just joking. And, I mean, your own child, let's say they made a mistake, right? Killed somebody or something more, something like that, something terrible, right? Now, you know them. There might have been a good reason why they did it. Who knows? But would you condemn them to a lifetime of suffering and pain like supposedly goes on in hell just because they, they made that mistake or they were disobedient in some way to you? Would you condemn them to a lifetime of suffering and pain and anguish like what happens in hell? Yes, it's rehabilitation to the max, because don't you know there are some evil people out there? I don't like using the word evil, but, you know, they wind up maybe in a lake of fire, and that's a rehabilitation that will, you know, impress upon their soul so as not to make those similar mistakes in the future, killing somebody. And there, there have been some awful people I heard recently in a video, saw and heard, that Hitler is still in hell, a man responsible for millions of people's deaths, right? World War II, six million Jews, plus many millions more who died in the war, right? Now, would you forgive someone like that? What if I was to tell you that he was sexually abused as a child? Would you forgive him now? Or maybe, how about he was physically abused as a child? Maybe his parents didn't give him a lot of love and used to slap him around a lot. Would you forgive him now? No, maybe not. Forgiveness, that's what it's all about. So people go to hell, like that guy. I mean, you can just turn into YouTube and type in NDE for near death experience. People will go to hell. And some, they'll tell you just that. You know, you can read this book also, 23 Minutes in Hell. It's an excellent book. And. It's a real place, you know, for people who do terrible things on earth, you know. But just like that guy, he was pulled out of hell because he had some belief. And this reminds me of another guy, Howard Storm. And you really don't want to go to hell. No one does. Oh, my God. I mean, there's different types of hell. You know, there's the kind where you burn them a lake of fire, but there's also types where you're around some really evil spirits, you know, that will do terrible things to you, uh, in addition to including, you know, tearing chunks of flesh off your spirit body. And the spirit body is very similar to the physical body. And it resembles it in many ways, but just like this guy said, which I knew before, if you're in the lake of fire in hell, 
you burn up, you feel that burning inside, you actually feel the pain and you start to disintegrate and you go through all that pain and suffering and then all of a sudden you're back to where you were before and you go through that process again. So your body kind of re... What's the word? Oh, the cells of your body, they reform, you know, and you go through that process again and again and again. And that is real pain and torture, my friends, all because you made some really terrible mistakes on earth, like killing somebody or raping a woman or abusing a child, sexually abusing somebody, and you have to pay the price for your mistakes. And God's jail, otherwise known as hell, is where you go to rehabilitate. It's a kind of rehabilitation of the worst kind. I'm serious about that. Because so there are other places, in, like in heaven, where you can be real bit rehabilitated. For example, if you have an addiction, a drinking addiction or a smoking addiction, you go to the rehabilitation, you still get to heaven, you make it there, you know. But then you have to spend some time there acclimating yourself and rehabilitating from having been dependent on alcohol or tobacco or drugs even, you know. But God is good. You know, mother and father God is good. Anyway, so it behooves us to pray, you know, pray for help. That's, the, that's what's going to save the world, my friend, prayer especially groups of people when they get together, that so much power in prayer, so much power which can be utilized to stop wars even, save people, people who are sick. You can pray for them and make them better. Now, isn't that appealing to you? If I was to tell you, if you pray for that person who's sick, maybe they've got a virus, COVID, whatever, maybe they've got cancer, maybe they've got heart disease, if you pray for them, what if I was to tell you that you can actually help them to heal? Would you do it more often? If it was really true that that works, that prayer works, would you do it more often? Now, I know it takes a lot of courage. You have to be very brave to do something like that because that kind of falls outside the the normal conforming behavior of a what I would call an average human being, you know, living in society, being with people of a similar disposition, if you will, or a similar evolutionary status of their soul. But don't you know we're here to grow and learn, you know, in, because we are spirits in the material world. Now, some people, they'll live their lives to be seeking freedom and pleasure, and they just ignore who they really are. And then when they die, it's a very, very rude awakening, you know, and there's a lot of regret and remorse for not having known better, for not having done things that they should have done, you know, not having been more kind to people, not having prayed more, your fellow human being, I mean, just as you walk down the street, is deserving of just a hello, a wave, a smile, you know, just these little random acts of kindness. 
make a difference. Like an even almighty Morgan Freeman said, son, you want to change the world? You do it one random act of kindness at a time. Can you remember that, please? I remember. I mean, I try to remember. I can't remember everything. None of us can, but maybe later on, you know, just remember. People are in the same boat as us, so to speak, you know. We're all human beings on a soul, our soul's journey, all worthy of dignity and respect. And we're not better than anybody else. You know, we might be at different levels of learning. We might have lived past lives, more past lives than other people. And that's another thing, too. You can go to, in that building that I was telling you about, there's a room or there's another building where you can go and you can view your past lives. This one guy, he was a monk in a past life, probably on another planet somewhere, maybe on this planet. And he was a fisherman on another planet, and he also on another planet. He didn't specify that, but I'm guessing that a lot of these past lives are on other planets, not always on the same planet like planet Earth, you know, here on this world. And then on another planet, he was a, a shoe. A peddler, you know, he used to go, go around with a wheelbarrow and fix people's shoes and make money that way. Now, how would you like to do that? But someone like that can live a good life and, you know, make it sufficient enough money to look after themselves and the family, perhaps. And then, you know, having constant interaction with people, be kind and good, good-hearted people. That's what really counts. If you're kind and you're generous you're friendly to your fellow human being, all what they say in religion, I don't believe that really makes a difference as to where you're going to wind up in heaven, you know? Because there's a lot of tradition out there, a lot of traditional beliefs that need to be changed because they just don't pass the logic test anymore, you know? Now, religion is a good thing, don't get me wrong, you know, it's a stepping stone to where you need to go as a spirit. And I've been that down that path myself, you know, I was what I call very religious, born-again Christian, and then I realized there just weren't enough answers to my questions, and so I branched off and started reading near-death experiences and studying them and learning from them and alien abductions and extraterrestrial encounters and, and metaphysical phenomena. Anyway, I'm going to take a drink of water. So one thing about where we need to go, what we need to learn, is where we're going to go when we die, when we transition to the afterlife. And I've been mentioning heaven, and I'll continue to talk about it on my radio show. Heaven is an amazing place. Like I said, we are spirits. Our spirits are made of light energy. That's why when I was talking about how spirits, when they've done a lot of mistakes here on earth, you know, like murder or rape, the two greatest sins of all, then, and there have been a lot of pretty evil people besides Hitler in this world throughout the centuries. I, you agree? And even today, I'm sure you know some really evil people, you know, that the only way you deal with them is some demons who will put them in their place, you know, and help their soul to rehabilitate. I mean, these people are really bad. 
And so that kind of rehabilitation is appropriate for someone like that. Do you agree? God makes no mistakes. You know, the spring creator of the universe, that was part of the plan. It's like a jail. People go to jail and they get rehabilitated, hopefully, you know, but they have to spend their time for the mistakes that they made. You, you have to pay the penalty, you know, for what you did wrong. And in the end, you're allowed to continue on your soul's journey. And hopefully you will have learned, you know, I'm sure like that guy I was telling you about who was in that lake of fire, he doesn't want to go back there, you know. So now I was, it was very obvious to me that he was jacked up by that experience, you know. And he was trying to get other people to go down the straight and narrow road, you know, and, and read the Bible and follow all that guidance, you know, that was, and it's a very wise and beautiful book, but I don't believe everything in it, you know, so I believe some of it, that doesn't really make me subject to persecution, subject me to persecution, because I don't believe in all of the Bible, I could debate any point that I don't believe in with anybody, and I have before, excuse me, then take a drink, now it's very obvious in my eyes that they're wrong. They're just going down the wrong road, usually espousing the beliefs of other people instead of not really believing it themselves, you know? Some people, you just can't reason with them. You know what I mean? Anyway, so our spirits wind up in this lake of fire if you're one of those people that have to endure hell, you know, that form of rehabilitation. But they can survive in fire. Why? Because their spirits are made out of light energy. Same thing with the sun. Yes, it's a different kind of fire. You know, it's not lava up there. The nuclear fire, you know, so many millions of tons of hydrogen being converted to helium every second and so on. But the spirit can live there. Take it from me. I'll tell you the truth. The spirit can live in fire, any kind of fire. Okay. You have a spirit in your body. I mean, even the police said it. <laughs> I like saying this. We are spirits in the material world. And there's other songs out there. People talk about the spirit. You know, it's a great thing. Don't be afraid. You know, enjoy the ride. You're here to learn. To learn. Read your books. Watch these videos, you know, on YouTube. They really have some great information. And we're in this together, my friends. We're all interconnected. We're separate, but interconnected. We all have the same body, just like that song by Six. It's a grand illusion, because deep inside, we're all the same, you know? We're human beings. We all have the same kind of body, you know? So let's praise and worship the creator of the universe for the miracles, if you will, miracles, or just even without using that word, all of creation, everything you see around you was made for us because of the love. You're going to take a drink? Of the Creator. And yes, we have a little part of the Supreme Creator in us. That's our soul. It's an infinitesimal piece of the Supreme Creator and we go forth on our soul's journey. That's part of the plan, along with the physical universe forming itself from the Big Bang, one solar system after a time, another, one galaxy after another, 
And here we are in the spiral arm of the Milky Way galaxy, many billions of years from the center of the universe, many billions of years have passed by since the universe was first created, the physical universe. And we're living a life here on the planet where it's being rotated at about 600 miles an hour so we can have half a day of light and half a day of darkness revolving around the sun, 365 days. It takes one year. Other planets, it takes either more or less time. Same thing in other solar systems, you know. It's a very beautiful thing going on, my friends, which we only have an inkling about, you know. We only know the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, as far as how great the universe is and how incomprehensibly large it is. So the sun is the matrix of the solar system, you know. Everything revolves around the sun, and that's where heaven is. And you'll see, I might be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'll apologize when we reach the afterlife to you. But if I'm right, please come up to me and say, hey, I heard your radio show when I was on Earth, you know. And you were right. Yeah, this, this is a world of light here. I'm kind of just being joking with you, my friends. Hold on, I'm going to take another drink. But I'd like to read a little bit about heaven. And I've done a lot of research on it, and all the logic stands up from what I've read, you know. that. And I know the main question in people's minds is, well, there's so many suns out there in the universe. Yeah, they're called stars, but they're really suns. And there could be uh, white dwarf stars or yellow dwarf. There could be G2. I think there's other um, different types of G size. I think that's what they're called. G2, our sun is a G2 main sequence star, and they're all different stars out there. So if there's all those different suns, well, you have to understand, like I mentioned before, that we're not the only sentient beings in the universe. There's other types out there. There's the greys, there's these hermaphrodites, you know, nine feet tall, who are... Um, you know what a hermaphrodite is? It's like transgender, male and female. Extremely intelligent. Of course, they all are. You know, more evolved than we are. There's, well, there's many different variations of human beings. There's short ones. There's the many variations of the grays. You know, different color skin, different types of skin. In other beings, a skin like that has bark or scales. There's a reptilian race. There's other races like in Egypt, they show... Um, these dog people, you know, that have the heads of dogs, because every other species on Earth is going through its own evolutionary process as well. So if you can imagine this, someday, take, for example, a leopard or a tiger, in its evolution, it will eventually stand up on its rear legs and become more human-like. And then maybe way, way into the future, then they'll also take their first steps into outer space, and, and they might be a ferocious, warlike species. And that's the way evolution is. Everything, all the life here, these birds, they're going through an evolutionary process as well, as well. and so is our planet. Our Mother Gaia, this world, I mentioned it's a Category 1 planet, but 
the goal is for it to become a Category 2 planet, which it will do if it reshapes its surface, you know, like maybe if an asteroid was coming, like an asteroid that hit Earth before, when the dinosaurs that existed at one time were wiped out because of an asteroid. And it wasn't that long ago, this agree with some scientists and astronomers as far as the, the time frame, they tend to exaggerate. I think dinosaurs existed on this world maybe 200,000 years ago, if not that, maybe not that long ago, maybe 60,000 years ago. And so this huge asteroid hit Earth before. It, from my research, it broke into three pieces when it entered the atmosphere. And one piece hit around the Yucatan Peninsula and just created a huge tidal wave, you know, out in the Gulf of Mexico it hit. And like about a thousand foot tidal wave that you're talking like maybe a 40 mile wide piece of rock coming down at 20,000 miles an hour. Can you imagine, you know, the force of that? And it stopped the Earth on its axis. And when that happens, all hell breaks loose, so to speak. Earthquakes everywhere, volcanoes exploding, spewing ash into the atmosphere, blocking out sunlight, creating storms with wind speeds in excess of 300 miles an hour. So has all happened in the past. And what's to say that there's not another one coming, you know? Another asteroid. We don't know. Our astronomers and scientists aren't that good to tell if there's something in a neighboring solar system on its way, you know? Two huge asteroids, maybe 100 miles in length, you know? Can you imagine a 100-mile-wide asteroid hitting Earth at 20,000 miles an hour? I mean, Earth is a huge place, but it would rock the planet and stop it on its axis. And that's happened before. It could happen again. And that's what I was talking about when the Earth reshapes itself. And that might be how planet Earth achieves or reaches level two on the evolutionary ladder, you know, comes a category two planet. And I think also end times, they say the end times are coming, that Jesus will return. Well, that could be consistent with either one of two things, a nuclear holocaust, or an asteroid strike. I would prefer the asteroid strike because I wouldn't want to see us destroy ourselves. That wouldn't be good for our eternal souls to have that on our conscience going forward into the future, you know, one life after another, you know, to go into the uh, afterlife, go to heaven, and then look at each other and say, I can't believe it. You know, we, we killed ourselves. We wiped out our species. If only we'd done this. If only we'd done that. If only we'd been more kind more loving. Why didn't we uh, get more politicians to do the right thing? All this regret and remorse is because people didn't love enough or pray for each other enough. But I feel, in my opinion, and according to my research, there are some asteroids coming, two of them actually, and they will impact the Earth sometime in the near future. It could be five years from now, ten years from now. Because I believe what I've been told that these are the end times. I think you know deep down in the core of your being that they are. And when all hell's breaking loose, that's when they say you're going to hear the trumpet of the archangel and and then Jesus, which a lot of people follow. A lot of people follow. Maybe the mother and father God can come down into the lower heaven up in the sky above the clouds or lower and bring up all the people. You know, and as far as the ones who 
who aren't the believers and the evil people, the murderers, well, I think God's jail, hell will still stay intact pretty much in the center of the earth, you know? And those people still have to go through rehabilitation. That stuff in the Bible about um, the dead in Christ will rise again, I think that's nonsense. I personally don't believe it, because when you die, your spirit leaves your body, and it goes to where it needs to go, period, you know? There's no mystery about it. That's the way it is. That's the truth. Anyway, I wanted to read from this book. It's the best book about heaven that you can ever read. If you want to learn about heaven, get this book. Are you interested? Do you think tomorrow's guaranteed for you, my friend? I learned from other people. Did you learn from me? Do I make sense? Am I logical? We never know. And maybe if that asteroid's coming, and you wait and see if that does happen, just how people are going to be breaking out and they're going to be wanting to know what's going to happen when you die and and the answers to all kinds of questions if that were to happen. You better believe it. So this book is called Paradise, the Holy City, and the Glory of the Throne. Yes, my friends, that's where our mother and father God are. That's where Jesus, who died on the cross, is. And he's a co-creator God in the making, too. You'll see, you'll see. And around the throne room there, you've got the redeemed, you've got angels. Oh, it's a remembering when you get back to heaven, my friends. There's so many angels walking around. Let's take another drink. You're going to see all those angels when you get back to heaven, where you were where, before you were born. Angels everywhere, some with wings, some without wings. Different kinds of angels, cherubims, seraphims, archangels. That's what our existence was before we were born on earth. And you were made to forget. We were made to forget because, as I mentioned, it's a very special planet. It's a jewel of the universe, but it's a planet of a lower evolutionary category. And so we had to pass through what is known as the river of oblivion, where the memory of our past lives and universal knowledge was erased. And that's not the case with some higher category planets. When you're born into them, you can remember everything. You remember your life here on Earth. It's just hardwired into our brains, I guess you can say. So then there's nothing against. You might be asking, well, what am I trying to do? There is no universal law that forbids us to try to remember some our past lives. That's what you call active spiritual development. You know, when you try to find out uh, where you came from, maybe some past lives. It's just that if you knew, like, when you were going to die, that you were going to be involved in a car accident, hit broadside by an ambulance, for example, when you were 65 years old, do you think you'd live your life in a normal way up until that time, knowing that you were going to die? That's what I mean. You know, the memories of of our past and future lives are wiped out. It's called the river of oblivion, and that's the purpose for beings that are born into this planet, so that they won't they won't interfere with their development on this planet, which has some very special value. You know, learn basic social values. To learn to love these fellow human beings, which hasn't been too successful over the years, right? Because 
you know, we've had all these wars, but part of the reason we've had all these wars in the past is because this is a very aggressive kind of planet, you know, where animals eat each other, where you can get killed by animals. You know, we're not at the top of the food chain, either on land or in the ocean. And then there's natural disasters can kill people as well, lightning, earthquakes, tsunamis, hurricanes, tornadoes. There's a lot of different ways you can die on this planet, which are all part of Mother Nature, if you will. You know, that affects our soul. That affects our beings. Even the pressure of the atmosphere weighs down upon us. You know, from day to day, the changes in the weather. And that can lead us to doing crazy stuff. You know, the heat, for example, that's another one. Like killing somebody or raping a woman or being abusive to somebody. Anyway, this book, how am I doing on time? Oh, gee, I'm not going to be able to read. Um, I've got four minutes. I'm going to try to read a little bit from this book, Paradise, the Holy City, and the Glory of the Throne. I'm just going to open it up in one place and read for you. The situation is this guy, he finds himself in heaven. It's a beautiful place. Trees of life are everywhere with the fruit of paradise hanging in the trees which they can eat, apparently. Isn't that something? No bodily functions, but they can eat and enjoy fruit there. Because the bodies are very similar, as I mentioned, to the bodies here. And they can drink water also, like the, the rivers there, the oceans, seas. Yeah, there are oceans and seas in heaven, rivers and lakes. And people play around them. You know, they have beaches there. It's great. People are happy, joyful. There's not a sad person there in heaven. There's only light. There's no darkness, no shadows. Anyway, so picking up here, let me just read, see if I can read one page before I, my show ends here. Quite the same, she said, only the difference between the earthly and the heavenly state. But in the case of parents whose little ones were taken in infancy and the parents remain in the world for many years, they shall not meet them as infants, but like yours, developed toward maturity. Oh, yes, I see. It would be a great calamity if they should remain tiny infants or were untaught little children. Now cast your eyes over this great company, said Mother. You see multitudes of classes formed, and the angels, elders, and more experienced ones are teaching them the knowledge of heaven and new hymns of praise. And soon we will all join in some courses. And if you've never heard music, you will hear it now, when all these children are praising God together but most of them have learned to use their hearts. Yes, we're going to have hearts. And yes, we're going to be praising the creator of the universe and the mother and father God. Why? Because all this creation that you see in front of you at one time didn't exist. There was nothing. And so the God, the creator of the universe, is worthy of praise for all this beauty. Can you imagine creating a planet, my friends? A beautiful, huge planet like this planet, a jewel of the universe, or one of the other planets in our solar system? You know how, how much power and knowledge that takes to create a planet, let alone all the planets in our solar system and all the solar systems in our galaxy and all the galaxies in the universe, all held into existence by the might of the Supreme Creator's power. Isn't that worthy of praise and worship for the rest of our lives? Because we don't know how the Creator did it some kind of magic that we have very little comprehension about. How am I doing on time now?
think I got about a minute. Only a short time, I replied. Mary, who had been standing nearby listening to our conversation, came up close and said, I'm so glad, dear father, to see you here. How long since you have come? Only a short time, I replied. I hope soon to hear all about our family since mother left you and even before, for you may tell me some things she has not. I do not know why I was taken from you so early. She died early. But our good father knows best and mother too, and all they do is best and just at the right time. Oh, yes, because they're so beautiful and knowledgeable. I remember being a little infant in your arms and on mother's breast, but I haven't much recollection of the world, but I'm told it is much inferior to this land of light and joy. Her memory was doing its work. She took me by the hand and fell upon my neck once more and began to praise God in such sweet tones that it seemed for the first time that all the events for nearly 40 years were annihilated and we stood as father and infant. Just at this moment, my companions of the chariot, yes, there's a lot of chariots in heaven, in heaven too, a lot of chariots in heaven, in heaven, I keep saying heaven, there's a lot of chariots in heaven, my friends. Chariots, yeah. Swing low, sweet chariot. Coming for to take me home. I bet you haven't thought about that recently, right? Chariot. Chariot, my friends. Piloted by angels. Archangels, too. Archangel Gabriel. That's the way I want to go to heaven, my friends. I've already asked it. I think it will be done as long as I keep my nose clean, so to speak. Only have a few seconds left. Thank you for listening to my show. Take good care. And may the supreme creator of the universe bless us all and protect us, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. I love you. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.